Crew Pros, your single source for high-quality, affordable home services. If you are remodeling, repairing, or replacing, Crew Pros are the professionals that can do the job no matter the size. If you are thinking of remodeling your kitchen or bath, needing a new HVAC system, plumbing repairs, flooring, or a complete roof replacement, call Crew Pros. Crew Pros, proud sponsor of the Grizz 901 podcast. And I'm thankful for this this guy who tweeted and said I don't have that fire in my eye no more. That game right there was for him. That's what I do. I fool people wrong each and every night, and that's for him right there. Hi, this is Tom Izzo at Michigan State, and you're listening to Grizz 901. What is up, Grizz Nation? I am not Daniel Greer, but we have a victory show, which means your boy Nader Bate is here to lead us through the evening's festivities after we just won yet another MLK date game. Uh, third in a row, two of them against the Suns. And before we get into anything, I want to make sure I don't forget this time because I forgot last time. Sponsored, Grizz901 is brought to you by Zach Jaworski State Farm, ZachInsuresMemphis.com. Zach Jaworski treats you like family. I always say it, and I'll never stop saying it. If he'll insure Daniel, he will insure anybody. So whatever you need, whether it's home, auto, life, uh, renter's insurance, call Zach Jaworski State Farm. They really take really good care of you, serving everywhere in the Memphis metro area. But Lord knows I'm not the person who should ever lead a show. I don't know why Daniel keeps letting me do it because I tend to ramble. So before I get to rambling, I want to bring in Luke Hatmaker. Luke, welcome to the show, brother, all the way from Nashville. Yeah, brother, happy to be here. I'm feeling this victory energy, and I like Nader bait. Is that, is, is that sticking? I like that. It's, it was what it was in college and stuff. It was definitely <laughs> taken advantage of, used inappropriately. But, hey, we're all adults here, so we're going to pretend, at least with Daniel out, we're going to act like adults and keep it a family show tonight. But, yes, yes. Yeah, man, glad to have you on, especially it's always a victory show when you and me show up here, so we need to keep doing this. I feel like this is just the vibe for a victory. It was decided on before. It's not ever after, so it's decided on before. But, man, mm-hmm. Grizz on a roll that is their third straight MLK day game win, which is always uh, a big thing for the city. We'll get into that in a second, but also their 10th straight win this season. They are just on a roll, man. Month of January undefeated, just absolutely crushing, taking care of professional wins against inferior teams. And then games like tonight, national TV, you love to see it showing up. Obviously, on national TV, you want to see your three guys and Jod, Dez, and Jaron show out. And every one of them did tonight, right? Sort of put everybody on notice. But um, also, just MLK Day is a huge thing, not just for the team, but for the city, right? Because I think um, Memphis, you know, it's it's one of those cities that doesn't necessarily get uh, a lot of love nationally, right? And it has um, probably what I've seen a negative image nationwide. But people don't get the brotherhood that's Memphis, right? And the way that people really help pick each other up, really the blue-collar feel of the city. And you get to see that brotherhood and that love and the way that people in Memphis are able to come together in a way that's really rare in a lot of different places. And MLK does a really good job of showing that every year. So really exciting. It's really good to see um, not just the team show out on national TV, but also for the city to be able to get that shout out today as well. But enough, I'm not going to get too sentimental because that's not my lane. That's Daniel's lane. Just kidding. He's a jerk. But 
getting into the game, really, all three of those guys showed out. You had Ja, 29 and 7, with some freaky stuff per usual. Dez, 28 and 6. Jaron, 18, 8 and 6. But I think we'll hit on those guys a lot. So there's one thing I wanted to make sure we hit on because he had, it by the standards of late, a bit of a quieter night. Steven Adams was dominating in the paint for them in that first half. Steven Adams really kept them within striking distance, which also, obviously the Grizz locked it up in the second half, played well enough to come back from any kind of deficit they could have been in. There was a lot of times that game could have gotten ugly. Suns got double-digit lead, could have extended, and Steve-O's there to get a put-back, offensive rebound, bullying dudes around. He's bullying people so much, Mark Davis had to like do something about it. He started calling all these BS fouls on him to try and get him out of the game, which <laughs> – Shout out whoever, whatever dirt Mark Davis has on Adam Silver to have a job. But beside the point, Steven Adams absolutely put in work tonight for that team. And uh, one of those nights that didn't show up on the box score, but really, really showed out when you were watching the game. But lots of things to take away from tonight's game. Lots of fun things. I want to get your main two things from tonight's game. So what is your number one thing from tonight's game that you think matters for this team going forward, not just tonight? Easy. Uh, the defense that Zaire showed tonight. Um, you know, I, I've been – he's been someone since he's come back that, it, that I've just been wanting – I've been trying to keep an eye on. And tonight – I mean, what was it? He was a plus 14. Uh, his offensive game wasn't really there tonight. But, like, he was on Bridges most of the game and just kept Bridges to – I mean, Bridges had 21, but he was a minus 14. Like, he just – he's making the steps that – I that we all like you you talked about it in the offseason like Z was the X factor like if he was going to show up and be the defensive you know like maybe the second best defensive player on this team potentially he was going to need to take the steps and play like he did tonight and it was just really he's a smart kid man he's he's really smart he's got a smart game for his age and it's I love watching his game. I can't – the fact that he's making these jumps and you can see it, it it's like he, he's he's aware of what he's doing. I'm so excited to get to the postseason and see what he brings to the table then. There was a postseason atmosphere tonight, man. That's what it felt like. Oh, yeah, and we're going to get into that. But sticking to Z, you know, only one for three from the floor was a three, which he's been making those a lot more consistently lately. You'll have to see it. But mm-hmm. his impact was absolutely on the defensive end. He was a plus 14 tonight despite only being one for three from the floor, not really doing much in the assist department either. Actually not doing anything in the assist department either. Now that I look at it, but you know, <laughs> he, he has a maturity to his game, right? And mm-hmm. it's, you see the immaturity sometimes that's inevitable when you're as young as he is, when you're as young as a lot of these guys on the Grizz are, but his the maturity comes when he's able to turn it around mid game because he did not start this game very well right he gave up a couple of threes a couple of open cuts didn't look good but then as the game went on started to really use his length and i think you know daniel said in the chat the grizzlies been able to take a punch and come back throwing haymakers it's going to be important during the playoffs and it's what you see them do time and time again it's different this year than it's been in years past right last year if they had a big lead and then coughed it up you got kind of worried at the end, right? I mean, you yeah. knew Jaw was there to take over, but you never knew if they were going to completely let it slide on. This year, they haven't done that, right? I just said on NBA on TNT postgame, 
only team to not give up a double digit lead this season in the NBA. Every other team's given up a double digit lead. Not the Grizzlies. When they go up double digits, they win this year. And they are able to put their foot on the throat or at least scrape out with a win, which is a sign of a mature team and a sign of a team that has a chance to really win it all. Right. But I say all that to say Zaire embodied that tonight defensively. Um, really, really did a good job there where offensively he didn't have it, you know, but um, did you say he was on bridges most of the night? I think that's what I saw, right? They put it yeah. over on bridges. Yeah. 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 And that length is going to be really important because that's what the Grizzlies have not had. They know they have these really long wings. And then you look over, if you're talking about trying to win and not just get to a Western conference finals, but to a finals, you're going to face guys like drew holiday. Who's crazy long, or you're going to yeah. face guys like Jason Tatum more likely who is just one of the freakiest on wings. beings ever, right? And um, having big bodies that are on them, awesome. But being able to have the length to really compete with that where you guys can't just easily shoot over you, super, super important. Speaking of big bodies, we're going to talk a little bit more about that later. But to get <laughs> to – I want to get on my first things. I think our second first thing is going to go – or second, second of two things is going to go pretty well hand-in-hand. The three-headed monster showed up tonight, man. Ja, Dez, and Jaron, and it showed up how you really wanted it to show up, right? Ja, twenty we said twenty-nine-seven. Dez twenty-eight and six. Jaron eighteen points, eight rebounds, <laughs> six blocks, two steals, just for the cherry on top. But um, the thing I really loved about it was the shot distribution. The shot mm-hmm. distribution broke down how you wanted to tonight. Ja had the most, took 20 field goals attempts tonight. That's what you want. But then you got Darren, uh, Jaron and Dez neck and neck for that second. Dez had 12 shots tonight. Jaron had 11 shots. But, man, not only were they all playing well tonight, they were spreading the floor the way that they are built to do, right? When all three of them were yeah. on the floor, the optimal offense is you have Dez running off of actions, hitting shots off the dribble like he did tonight, just running around like a madman. It was It's Steph Curry-esque watching Dez run. He gets a lot of Clay Thompson comps. He runs like Steph around on that court. He's fast. He's, he's just like Steph in terms of the speed that he has when he's covering the floor. It's weird. Yeah. and he It really he stood gotten, out tonight. He can't make shots quite as well as Steph can. No. I'm not going to – as much of a homer no. as I am, I'm not going to go that far. I saw <laughs> Steph make a freaky one. He's like falling over, made one a night against the Wizards. But he's doing the same general thing where he's running off these actions, sprinting around, catches and shoots right off of the screen. It's awesome. But then you got Jaron, who is scoring both high, and then he's getting in the paint. He had some awesome bully ball moments tonight, dude. I love seeing that from Jaron. Yeah. And then you get Ja. Who's just jaw, <laughs> just doing jaw stuff, right? Whether he's getting the and ones, the tough paint buckets, ending Jalen Smith's career or Jakob Pertl's career, or tonight going five for eight from three, right? I'm saying knocking down five threes, just deciding to knock down five threes, dude. And he's gonna have to do that, right? And he had a rough, rough December in the three point shooting department, right? But yeah, um, a lot better this January. Been able to shoot it really, really well, and you need that from him going into playoffs because teams are just going to blitz him and Dez isn't always going to be on to hit those shots. But this is why you have a big three and you don't just have Ja and guys because when the going gets tough, when defense is blitz Ja or Dez or Jaron, you got two other outlets to go to and chances are one of them is going to be on. So love to see that. The variation of offense is awesome. 
one other thing that I didn't notice looking at the box score because the game got so out of hand. I'm sort of just kicking back, hearing drinking some people's water, just having a great <laughs> great time of it. But um, Ja and Dez tonight, 13 assists to three total turnovers. That's awesome. And Dez Damn. has been a little bit loose with the ball. Right, it's not been great since he got back. He's sort of getting back into a rhythm of it. But seeing those guys dish out assists, I mean, it was seven for Josh, six for Des, and only three turnovers between them. That's really good. That's really yeah. good because you got some like what someone a lot of people have, I'm sure, noticed because they're always looking for it. Oh, I just saw. That. Oh, that's actually a positive comment from Daniel about Dylan. I was actually going to say Dylan's been struggling lately, right? Um, four for eight shots uh, on shots tonight, but you can tell he just kind of. He, he's dribbling the ball away a lot. He's turning it over and it's not been super pretty, but he's still effective because all these other guys are clicking so much. He doesn't have to push that the press, right? If he's only taking eight shots, like God. Well, and yes, <laughs> when one of those three guys is out, his offense has to go up a lot, right? He has to try and do more. It's just, there's not enough people to go take those shots. And so I think we see like Daniel said in the chat, He's settling into this role now that everybody is back. But back to the main thing, those three guys are clicking. John does not just scoring, passing really, really well on a night where Tyus, who's been super hot, wasn't as hot. Those guys are clicking so much you don't even notice. And then the last thing on that three-headed monster, Jaron. Eight rebounds tonight, eight total rebounds tonight. He's averaging 6.8 rebounds this season. It's one and a half more rebounds than his career average. A whole rebound higher than his last uh, or his previous career high. He's averaging 8.7 rebounds in the month of January. And you see it, right? Or is, is it just yeah. me? I see him being aggressive on those boards. He's, and, and even like in the post game, he's just like, he is. Walking around the court like he's the biggest, baddest dude out there. And it's 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 awesome to see him finally realize that because that's what he is. He's a big dude, and he's like even in the post-game interviews, you see him, and it's like, man, this is a this is a big guy who's confident in his body now. Yep. I, he's got and he's getting he a little knows, bit of mean he knows streak. That he can beat anybody. He's getting the mean yeah. streak a little bit too. And it, I love seeing I that love aggressive it. attitude from him because they need it. They need him to be yeah. crashing the boards like that. Not necessarily because they need the rebounding. They're a pretty good team rebounding type of team. Um, obviously, you got Steve-O who leads the way in that. But because of the mentality that he has when he's doing it, you need that. And the best part of it all, you know how many personal fouls Jaron had tonight? Zero? Zero personal fouls. Did he have zero? Zero personal fouls tonight when he had six blocks <laughs> – I think he had back-to-back-to-back possessions tonight with a block and two steals. That's eight stocks with no fouls. That's that's defensive player of the year stuff right there, man. Yeah, for for real, like, uh, there's no one else in the league that's doing that. Like, literally nobody. And you know what? That, that level. I'm tired. I heard Zach Lowe and Bill Simmons talking on Zach Lowe's podcast, which I was listening to it because I love it, and those guys yes. are really smart. Can we quit with the Jaron foul trouble is why he's not getting minutes? He's – very clearly not getting as many minutes by design from the coaching staff, yes. whatever that may be, whether it's injury management because of injury history, whatever that may be. Also, they're beating the piss out of people and he doesn't have to play most of what his minutes will be in the fourth quarter. <laughs> like that's like, why that's you, what that is. 
that's people looking for a reason to not vote for him too. It's like, come on now, like don't don't do that. When he's playing like yeah. this, you you can't be like Munich. Like it's it doesn't matter. The yeah. dude is no. player of the year, all star level right now. He he missed plenty of time to start the year. If that's the case for just now, I get it. But if we get to the end of the season and they're talking about he only plays twenty something minutes a game, I'm like, I'm gonna have a bit of an issue with that. But all that to say, the three headed monster was clicking tonight and that sort of peak of powers team what you want to see from them going forward which leads me into the last thing which i think is what we're clicking on because you text me about this beforehand so let me know if not that rotation looked a little bit different tonight and it didn't look bad so i want to hear your take on the rotations what it looked like tonight what your thoughts were from that and I guess what you think that should mean moving forward, because I'm very clearly biased in one way. Yes. And, and for me, it's, you know, I've, I've been thinking, I've been of the mindset that like maybe this team is missing a piece on that bench unit, something, a type, someone, specifically the Jitty, the Jitty role, the Jitty minutes. Um, and Roddy was getting a lot of those minutes tonight, and that dude can just flat out hoop. He just, he's just, he just hoops. And if 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 we need to have Jitty out of the rotation and have, I mean, Roddy is just playing his way at every given moment into the rotation. Like he's using his big body and just bullying his way like you can't you can't not play it you can't like he's he's maximizing his minutes every time he's in right and you know there's one point i do want to make on this is that i thought is encouraging because i know we have a lot of taylor jenkins um haters in grizz nation not haters um choose to pick on her because we don't, yeah, criticizers, uh, unjust criticizers. There we go. You're you're much more eloquent than I am. But um, he made some rotation adjustments tonight because he has not been going with Roddy, even with um, with Jitty out. He typically would just throw Z into that role, and then he would throw X in there as the last guy. Yeah. And listen, yeah. X and Zaire have been playing awesome minutes, awesome, awesome minutes. I can't criticize him for playing those guys. Neither should anyone else. But I think Zaire, like we said, was struggling a little bit at the beginning tonight. And T. Jenks came out of a timeout with Roddy on the court instead of Zaire, I think for defensive purposes, because Zaire had a couple of lapses. And then obviously he played great the rest of the game, like we said. But then he rolled with Roddy. Roddy actually had more minutes than Zaire tonight, which maybe that's because in junk time he got a couple extra than he would. But either way, 18 minutes to Zaire, 17 minutes tonight. And look, he fits. He fits. He fits. He's knocking down threes now, which he shot 60% from three over his past four games. I think we've gotten real minutes, 60% from three. And then those drives to the basket, the way he's able to move defensively, he fits, man. He fits. And I think he fits better than the guy who's getting minutes over him. Well, the Daniel's right, too. I'm going to feel real foolish if the guy we need is just Roddy getting more minutes and not to trade for someone after I write an article about it. It's going to feel, <laughs> make me feel real dumb. <laughs> well, kind of listen, I, I still think the Grizz would benefit from getting a vet like a Malik Beasley or a Gary Trent Jr., somebody who's been there and can go and, and get the buckets for you to really knock down those big-time, big-moment deep shots. 
that being said, I, like the more they play, the more complete they look, right? Yeah. And getting off yes. of somebody, I it's not it's not Roddy. No, it's not Roddy. You got X. You got Laravia. I hate trading Conchar because one, he's just an awesome dude who you love to root for, but two, he's a great contract to have when he's performing. Yes. But right now, it's looking like you're going to get Roddy out more consistently than you're going to get Jenny, which is not something I thought I would say this year. So there's a lot of decisions to be made there. So I still think they need, I still think they will make a move. I don't think it'd be a big splashy move. Um, yeah. But I do think they should go get a shooter. And then Daniel in the chat saying the one person you don't move is Conchar because of the contract. Exactly. Right. The, great the contract's great contract. So, um, I don't know what they'll move. I think they'll move picks and maybe a couple of guys who don't really play but have some kind of role, uh, promising part for a role. But yeah. Roddy, the way he's playing, I don't know how you keep him off the court because he performs every time he's out there. And he's – for me, he's just – he also embodies that, like, the work for every single – bit of it mentality that I that, that comes with Memphis you know he just he's just a grinder he grinds it out and it's when the results are this good it's like give him his flowers like play the kid yeah and he's he does all the little things which is what you love about like a Melton and a Conchar right two fan favorite type of players even not mm-hmm. not everywhere I've definitely listened to some people who despise Conchar but I don't get it but um both those guys they do all of the little things right they get the rebounds mm-hmm. make sure they're in the right spot if Ty is driving baseline Roddy or Conchar is going to be in that corner ready to give him a bailout pass and they're going to keep it moving the only difference is Roddy's more athletic and he's more confident on the drive when Roddy drives to the basket I think good things are going to happen when Jiddy drives oh, yeah. to the basket I, my level of concern rises. My heart rate goes up a little bit, especially if you choose. He's going to gonna lose the ball. Yeah. Well, if he if he launches a floater, I consider it a turnover most of the time. I don't know what Jiddy's shooting on floaters this year, but it's not a pretty number. I know that. But both those guys, the reasons of them is because they're always in the right place. But Roddy, man, if Roddy was not a rookie, no question he'd be playing over Jiddy right now. Am I wrong? No, no, you're and. And that's the thing. It's like he, he he is a rookie, and it's they're saying in the chat like your two Roddy is going to be scary. Your one, your one Roddy scary. Your one Roddy is awesome. Your one Roddy is awesome. Um, listen, you love to see it. You love to see what's going on. Hey, everybody, we got a few more people joining us in the chat. Thanks for showing up. Uh, if you have not seen it before, go check out our merch, grindcitydesigns.com slash grizz901. If I wasn't sweating like a madman, I would have my shirt on right now, but instead I got a hoodie I don't care about on because it hides sweat. But listen, grizz901merch.com. Go check it out. I'm sorry, grizz901merch at grindcitydesigns.com slash grizz901. Great shirts, really cool designs. The white one with like the blue and yellow outline, that's the one. That's fresh. I got I the shirt. I got the blue one with the red, and it's it's. I got that one out there too. I I, I, I splurged a little bit. I, I I treated myself one Tuesday, so I've got a lot of stuff out there. But thank you guys for joining. And as always, make sure you check out Zach Jaworski State Farm. They're not only one of the reasons Grizz Nine Hundred One gets to come to you guys. 
and give you some of this content and then actually just really talk to ourselves and not say much that matters. But uh, not Raphael Barlow, Zach Jaworski, State Farm. But they also treat you like family. They take care of you if you need home, auto, renters, life. If you just got something like, uh, I don't know, you're a crazy person like Daniel and you need insurance with all these kids running around, wife that for some reason is still there, they'll take care of you. If they'll insure Daniel, they'll insure anyone. But seriously, ZachInsuresMemphis.com, Zach Jaworski, State Farm. Proud sponsor of the Grizz 901 con- uh, not contest podcast. But <laughs> getting back to this game, I want to get back to two things real quick. Get back to the rotations. Moving forward, do you think with a performance like tonight, because obviously Jiddy is just one of those things where he's just out. Yeah. I've had a hard time seeing them move on from Jiddy at all. But it's one of those things where we keep seeing it, keep seeing it, keep seeing it. Do you think this is something that changes moving forward? Or do you think this is something that is just going to be a one-off and we're just going to get back to the normal rotations? No, I, I think um, – I think – and I, I'll, I'll give Daniel credit because he did mention it. I, I think it will be – by the time playoffs get here, I, I think it will be Roddy. I think Roddy will have those jitty minutes. I think it will be uh, – I mean, we, we know that – Jenkins can be a little stubborn, but he does. He always, he always realizes what he needs to fix. He always, he always does that. And, and plus, I mean, he's like us. He really likes Jiddy. Jiddy, like Jiddy's, he's a, he's a Jenkins guy. You know, he, it's like you said, Jenkins loves those players that, that do everything. The slow-mos, the Melton's. The, the effort guys who are always jumping six feet to get rebounds, like you said, I I think he's going to he's going to fall in love with Roddy like we're falling in love with Roddy. You know, he's he's going to have to. Well, is it going to be a Grayson Allen thing where we have to trade Jitty to get Bain and Melton? Oh time? God! No, I I think you're right. I think um I think Roddy gets these minutes. I don't think it's immediate. But it could be. He's played so well, it could be. But he will get these minutes in the regular season going forward. The only thing I'm a little different than you on is when it comes to the playoffs, I don't think either one of these guys is going to be getting a ton of minutes. I think they're sort of emergency guys for if someone gets in foul trouble, you get an injury or a matchup just isn't right. You got Roddy ready. Um, but he's playing so well that if he can play this well consistently and do it in big moments, in big games, he could play himself into that, but I mean, you've got your starting five plus I'd say Brandon, Zaire, Tyus are really your main ones you're going to have in the playoffs. Probably Aldama because you need that yeah. size as well. Um, I think Roddy's going to be probably that ninth guy who's not really getting minutes, but is right on the edge of getting minutes. If they need somebody in the emergency and in a pinch, they're going to call him. But um, listen, and he's making more of his threes than Judy too. You know, Judy's been. His threes the past month were garbage. Yeah, which Jitty could get hot again and have a hot month, but Roddy's been spending more consistent. But either way, listen, Grizz won by 30 again tonight, and the whole team has it clicking. They look like one of the top three teams in basketball. You know? And so they're tied with Denver again <laughs> for that number one God. record in the West. No one seems to be able to break free of that. I thought maybe uh, they'd get a break last night, but Jokic did Jokic things against the Magic with the buzzer beater. So, um, listen, tied for the second-best record in basketball, and they're playing like it. They look awesome. They are the third team to 30 wins, I believe. Did Milwaukee beat them? 
I think they're no, – no, Milwaukee think, did not because the Nets are ahead of Milwaukee. Um, yeah. It's third team to 30 wins only because they didn't get enough games in before Denver, those sneaky, sneaky guys. But, <laughs> listen, they're clicking. Again, undefeated in January, 10 straight wins. So, looking ahead, they got the Cavs coming up on Wednesday, another home game before they head on the road. Game predictions for our guys versus the Cavs. The Cavs have been playing pretty well, but I saw Dom – Got, had a little tweak tonight. Did he get hurt? Hurt? I saw where he had some kind of injury scare, but I didn't really see what happened. Did you see any of that? No. Uh, that would make me feel differently. Since it's not the No Bluffing podcast, I'm not going to say all wins like I do over there. I guess because that Cavs <laughs> game is going to be tough. <laughs> we, uh, yeah. I, I love this Cavs team, and they, that that's going to be a tough game. That was the first, that was the first game that I had circled on this like little stretch here that worried me. Okay. So if Donovan's Donovan, not playing though. He left with the groin injury. It says he's not sure if he would have been able to return to the floor. So it doesn't sound like it's crazy serious. Gotta be listen, careful with groin, the groin injuries though. are no joke. Yeah. No yeah. joke. Soft tissue injury. I would not be surprised if he doesn't play on Wednesday, but, um, until we hear differently, let's assume he does play on Wednesday. So, game predictions against the Cavs with a Donovan Mitchell plan. What you got? Ah, screw it. Uh, dub. Dub. <laughs> Keeping it simple? Is it a close yeah, game? Is it a deep game? I think it's going to be, since we came out and treated this game like a playoff game, I think, I think we're just coming out having that mindset in the month of January, and I think we're going to continue it against a team that I think a lot of people consider them like the East version of us for a minute there in terms of like young team that's like people enjoy watching. You know, I, I, I think we're going to, I think we'll show up for that one. Yep. I, I think they will too. And it'll be a fun game. You got two awesome backcourts, right? Like you, you hope Donovan Mitchell is available. Because I want to see the Mitchell Garland versus Morant yeah. Bain matchup, man. That that will yeah. be so much fun. And then Ja, you know, you always wonder against these teams that have all this crazy length, what they'll be able to accomplish because they've got Mobley, they've got Jared Allen, Jared and then Allen. They, and then they've just got link like they don't really play him as much now, but a Coro, just guys you can throw at Ja. He just sort of has his way with them, man. They, he just goes to town against the Cavs. And so um, I would love to see that matchup. And I think Ja goes off. So any kind of player things, who do you think is going to pop off? Do you think it's a Jaron game, a Dez game, a Ja game, Adam slash DB game, perhaps? <laughs> and uh, I think, I think Bain, Bain started, he closed tonight out like he was, like he wanted more points than Ja. And and I, I I love when it seems like they're trying to outduel each other. I think Bain comes out and gets him at least 30. All right, let's have a little friendly then. You think you think Dez is gonna outscore Ja on Wednesday night? Yes. All right. Yeah. I think that Ja will outscore Dez on Wednesday night. That's gonna be our little gentleman's bet. We'll uh I don't know, buy each other a Coke. That's about all our broke sales can afford anyways. But that's going to be our bet for the next night. I think Ja outscores Dez. You think Dez outscores Ja. Either way, I think the Grizz get the win, and I think it is a 
I think it's a double-digit win against the Cavs on Wednesday night. Uh, I just think they're clicking. I think they're going to show up. I think Mitchell being even hobbled a little bit showing up is going to be trouble. And so I'm calling it double-digit win against the Cavs coming up. And then after that, they got Lakers on the road, which Lakers have been playing better, Suns, Kings, Warriors. So kudos to the Grizz, man. You know, this month was always going to be an important month for this team. Um, yeah. Had a bit of a soft schedule on the front end, but just a chance to separate yourself when other teams had injuries, were struggling. Um, you know, Warriors have a road stretch coming up, or they're in the middle of a road stretch, I suppose, where they've not been very good on the road, almost lost to the Wizards today. Mm-hmm. That final score is not indicative of how that game went for the most part. Um, want to separate themselves, and here they are, 10-game win streak heading into what will be the tougher stretch of schedule against Cavs, Lakers, Suns, Kings, Warriors. Get to finish it off against Timberwolves Pacers. And listen, nobody's playing bad, better basketball than them right now. So they have a real chance to mm-hmm. sweep the slate, which I think is asking a lot. But there's no team on here you expect them to lose to, right? If they lose, it'll be a surprise. So Grizz setting themselves up. And looking at the standings, they are tied with Denver for first. They are now four and a half games up on the Pelicans after the Pels lost today. So they're four and a half games up on that three seed. And they are eight and a half games up on the seventh seed in the play-in. So they've done an awesome job in January, really holding down the fort and separating themselves. So you love to see it. You love to see it. So I'm going to ask you one more thing. I didn't tell you I was going to ask you this because I wanted to get it off the cuff, which may just catch you completely unprepared, but – Hopefully it just gets a good, honest answer out of you. You get a lot of stuff about Jaron, the X-Factor, Dez, the X-Factor, Ja, the X-Factor. What do you think is the X-Factor for this team? After a night like tonight, it's the reason I'm asking this. I wasn't planning on asking this until we saw them really start clicking in the second half. What do you think is the thing that has to happen, absolutely has to be there for this team to make noise come championship time? getting to the Western finals, getting to the finals, trying to lift that trophy. What is the one thing that they have to have? Uh, you know, I, I'm going to book it because I think you actually started off with this uh, shot dis- shot distribution. Uh, if Danny Green, get, get out of town. Sorry, I, had to, I had to throw up why I'm laughing. <laughs> Shout out to Chris. Danny Green. Oh, man. <laughs> Listen, we need Danny Green's podcast. I would love to have Danny Green. I'm one of the few people who thinks he can actually contribute. But sorry, didn't mean to derail you. I had to throw that in there. It's like the understanding of the hierarchy of the team. Um, Like realizing who the best three players on this team are. Like like just everyone understanding that and distributing the shots accordingly. Can't beat them. You, the, you 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 won't beat them because, and they also happen to have the defense player of the year in the big three too. So it's like you're just you can't beat them. Yeah, if Dylan's shooting up thirty monster. shots, yeah, it's the three headed monster. And that's, I think that's the right answer, right? Now I'm going to take a little bit different direction in a minute, but to be honest, I think you got all these guys who. They all get called the X Factor because on any given night, any one of them is the X Factor. It's hard for this team to really put it together when it matters most in these clutch games without 
all these different facets, right? It's, you know, the modern NBA day game. It's about spacing. It's about being able to score at all three levels. And it's about being able to connect when one thing isn't working for you. What's your backup? What do you go to when team takes X away, right? It's what happened against Minnesota. Dez went crazy against Minnesota because they said, John Morant's not beating us. It's what happened. Desmond Bain beat them, right? And then it's their Warriors were like, well, we're not letting Desmond Bain do that against us. And what happened? Ja killed him until Ja got hurt, right? Yeah. And that's what happened when the Warriors actually beat the Grizzlies. It was Otto Porter Jr., it was Kevon Looney. The Warriors didn't shoot just amazing, but you had the Kev- other guys. Kevon Looney. Up, right? It's got to be multifaceted. So I think that's probably the right answer. I'm going to go with one of the things I talked about um, towards the beginning of the episode. Sort of, I, I bounced around it, but I tweeted about it. Discipline. This team needs to make every possession count, right? It's the careless yeah. turnovers. Um, I tweeted out, I don't know why we're drawing up shots for Dylan Brooks out of timeouts. Um, I know, he, I know. listen, I'm not saying don't tell Dylan Brooks to quit shooting because he's only taken eight shots tonight. He took as many shots as Steven Adams, and that was it. Perfectly fine with yeah. that. Don't draw up shots from out of timeout because when you're playing big games, every single one of those possessions matters. These are one, two possession games, and you need those shots to count. You can't turn the ball over carelessly. You can't just give up easy baskets because defensively you're not communicating or you fall asleep, right? Got to be disciplined. Got to be locked in for a full 48. Good news is I think this team's focused on that as well. I think that this team is focused on that. You hear them talk about playing a full 48. And listen, nice night tonight. You say, hey, I wish that they wouldn't give up (laughs) these, these shots. I wish they wouldn't turn the ball over. But then you get to the third and fourth quarter and they just lock them up and they're executing on the offensive end, and then the Suns just couldn't buy a basket on the other end of the court. So I think they know what they need to do. I think they've learned their lessons. I think this team is full of high IQ players. Even Brandon Clark, his (laughs) IQ has skyrocketed over the past month. Listen, I got to give credit where credit's due because I was the number one Brandon Clark (laughs) does not – if I only had a brain type of player (laughs) – Dude, he is leading guys. He's pointing guys. He's making mid-air decisions. I, I so listen. That, I that owe Brandon Clark and Paul. Dude, <laughs> he took notes from Ja. He's obviously been studying Ja film um, with that one-handed Ooh. poster tonight over for poor Jack Landale. Jaron, high IQ player. Jer, uh, Daniel just said in the chat, Jaron has been playing a lot more high IQ. Absolutely, zero personal fouls with eight stocks tonight. That's a high IQ type of night, and I think they're all starting to figure it out, and I think that makes them dangerous in the playoffs. Yeah. Like Stephen A. said, I think I think they're ready. I think they're ready. So super, super fun being able to see that. MLK Day, third straight MLK Day win for the Grizzlies, 10th straight win undefeated in January. Longest win streak Coming in the up. league, right? Longest win streak in the league, at least for now. I'm not sure. I don't think it's on this for season. Now. But longest win, uh, definitely longest win streak in the league for now, even though the Nuggets have got to be close <laughs> as much as that's been going forth lately. But that is all I've got for tonight. There wasn't a ton to say other than this to have a lot of fun. Listen, that between the poster dunk that we haven't talked about yet and then everything they did tonight, 
I just it's fun. It's just fun, man. Yeah. So much fun covering this team. But anything else you got to to talk about before we get out of here? Anything coming out? Anything that you just had come out or anything you just want to throw out into the ether? No, just you this team is so fun just in general right now to cover, like to just be a part of. Like I just had a piece drop about role players that could fill this roster out. Not even sure we need them anymore, but I'm glad I wrote it. It's, I had fun with it. I'm working on something about Coach Jenkins right now, coming to bat for him because so many fans seem to like ganging up on him, and it's so unwarranted because this team is very close. It's very, very close. And they're having fun while they're doing it too. It's just it's great. It's a good time to be a Grizzlies fan. Listen, there's always ways to improve the team. There is no team yeah. that's perfect. Even the dynastic bulls, dynastic warriors, there are things about them that could be better as hard as that is to believe. This team is tied for first in the West, tied for the second best conference in the league, and they've just now gotten all their guys healthy. Like This has not been many games with their full rotation, and they are just, I mean, beating the absolute breaks off of teams and – Listen, you can say, oh, they should beat the Spurs. Oh, they should beat the Pacers. These are NBA teams that play hard and have really good basketball players on, and they're beating them night in and night out. So, yep, sure. If you want to throw up little mock stuff of, hey, here's how they could improve, yeah, that's great. I don't know why anyone is mad. <laughs> There's no reason to be mad. But, everybody, seriously, go check out that article Luke wrote on trades. There are a bunch of potential targets in there. I'll say one of them he did not list. He specifically said he wouldn't <laughs> list as our beloved Bojan Bojangles Bogdanovich out of Detroit. And I understand it. I get it. It did break my heart. I've wanted Bojangles on this team since this past summer. It makes me think of Bowberry Biscuits. It hits a warm and fuzzy in my heart. But outside of that, Luke did a really good job of coming up with realistic trade opportunities. What you got? He's going to be a Laker. He's going to be a Laker. I don't want to talk about that. There's nothing I would <laughs> enjoy less than him Me being too. a Laker. <laughs> I would they've got it. all I would this, they've got beautiful sunshine and arrogant California attitudes. What else do they need? They're going to ruin Bojangles too now? They're going to ruin Bowberry biscuits for me? Come on now. How's a college delicacy? <laughs> you can't do that delicacy. to me. But um, no, go check that out. Listen, we got recaps coming out. Uh, I think I'm going to throw that on Luke now to get done for this week. We got all kinds of fun done. stuff. I'm going to try and get a bunch of stuff in. But uh, listen, team's a lot of fun. Having a great time, Carlton. Thank you guys for hopping into the chat. I think we will be back out here on Wednesday, I would guess. Uh, probably back with your normal co-host because I did butcher the promotions tonight. So my apologies, Zach Jaworski. Uh, crew pros, it's pre-recorded, so I kept myself from screwing that one up you're welcome but uh i'm proud of of you hey listen i did my bestest but happy mlk day (laughs) to everybody um obviously big for the city of memphis and it's a great thing to not only have the team show out but to again see the city come together and get their shine on weeks like this week and so it should be a reminder we shouldn't have to say this i think we don't have to with this crowd we get a bunch of love from you guys in the chat and just all around awesome community a part of but be sure to subscribe rate and review on youtube whatever it may be but what i was getting at is per usual per always even though i am not your beloved daniel greer thank you guys for joining be nice tell your friends <laughs>